Welcome back to the Naked Truth. Peace to you. We have made it to the book of Joshua, sixth book in the Bible, and we're up to chapter 18. We're two thirds of the way through it, maybe three quarters, six, three quarters, sorry, of the way through it. And um, so let's begin now with verse 18 at chapter 1. Now the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of meeting there. And the land was subdued before them. So now they've already occupied, decided on what lands they're going to take for themselves and occupy it. And now they're setting up the tabernacle of meeting. That's basically, at this point, a tent. It's a tent that's set up that has exclusive access to the religious elites that can uh, occupy it and are sustained by the offerings made to it. That's their pay. They didn't get, the Levites specifically didn't get an allotment of land like all of the other people did, all the other congregations did. But instead they get the offerings that all the other congregations are, uh, I'm sorry, that the rest of the congregation are required to make, the animal sacrifices and whatnot. That's their pay, that's their reward, that's their allotment. But the tabernacle meeting is basically the church, the synagogue, the temple, but it's a tent at this point in time that's set up for the religious rituals to happen. Verse 2, But there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. So not all of the tribes, as they're called, which are basically the clans, descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, their descendants have not received, seven of them have not received an allotment of land yet, whereas the others have. Verse 3, Then Joshua said to the children of Israel, How long will you neglect to go and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you? So he's asking them how long are they going to put off going ahead and occupying, taking the land that he's saying that the Lord God has given them. So, for starters, Lord is being translated in this point, at this point from the word name Jehovah and God from the word Elohim at this point, which is plural, just, you know, for note's sake. And um, it one other thing is he's saying it's it's been given to them, but they're having to go and fight battles and wars to get the land. Whereas if something's given to you, is that what you'd have to do to get it? It's doesn't it seems inconsistent and we know it's inconsistent going by the narrative so far that's written down um but he's asking them what's what are they waiting for the land is there before them to go in and take it and it's already occupied by other people but um so let's see what they answer verse four pick out from among you three men for each tribe and i will send them they shall rise and go through the land survey it according to their inheritance and come back to me so just like they sent out spies previously to canaan the promised land to decide on um where to go in and settle and take the land uh, he's sending he's asking telling them instructing them to send three people um from each tribe in this instance also so that they can survey the land and um make plans to occupy it also verse 5 and they shall divide it into seven parts Judah shall remain in their territory on the south, and the house of Joseph shall remain in their territory on the north. So um, that may remain pretty consistent throughout the Old Testament. The southern region pretty much remained um, in the property or as the property of the land of the people of Judah for the most part all the way through 
to um, uh, the time of David and um, King Solomon and even after that. But some of the other areas, north the, northern, the northern parts, began to be broken up and occupied and lost um, over time. But at this time, they're talking about um, those two specific um, descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the allotment that they had. Verse 6, You shall therefore survey the land in seven parts and bring the survey here to me, that I may cast lots for you here before the Lord our God. So the casting lots, like we talked about before, is just like drawing straws or um, flipping a coin. It's leaving it purely to chance to decide um, how things will fall rather than, and it eliminates corruption in that way. It eliminates bias because whatever, if it's heads, it's tail, heads, if it's tails, it's tails. And there's not really a way to um, easily corrupt that. So that's what the casting lots is. Um, so he's saying that's what they're going to use to decide what area each of them should get. Verse 7, but the Levites have no part among you, for the priesthood of the Lord is their inheritance. And Gad, Reuben, and half the tribe of Manasseh have received their inheritance beyond the Jordan on the east, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave them. So, like I was saying previously about the Levites, that the religious um, clan, branch, arm of the congregation, and so that's what their inheritance is, all the re religious articles and offerings that the rest of the congregation have to make, that's their reward, that's their inheritance. And then two and a half of the tribes um, named here got their inheritance on the east side of the Jordan River. So the part that's being divided up now that he's telling them to survey is all on the western side of the Jordan River in what's called Canaan back then and what's in modern day Israel or Palestine, whichever you prefer. Verse 8, then the men arose to go away and Joshua charged those who went to survey the land saying go walk through the land survey it and come back to me that I may cast lots for you here before the Lord in Shiloh so he's again telling them to go and survey the land that's already occupied by other people but survey it get an idea of the size of it and so he can come up with an idea of how to um, divide it among the people who are going in their own people going in to colonize it Verse 9, so the men went, passed through the land, and wrote the survey in a book in seven parts by cities, and they came to Joshua at the camp in Shiloh. So they succeeded in the mission and surveying the land and returned to Joshua with the report. Verse 10, then Joshua cast lots for them in Shiloh before the Lord, and there Joshua divided the land to the children of Israel according to their divisions. So, um... Joshua got the survey of the land and now he's divided it for the rest of the congregations I'm sorry for the rest of the congregation that had not received their or taken their um, allotment of land from um, the area verse 11 now the lot of the tribe of the children of Benjamin came up according to their families and the territory of their lot came out between the children of Judah and the children of Joseph so you'd have to have marked it on a on a map or if you just pull up a, a map of the Old Testament, you can see the areas that are being referred to here and their borders. And since that's what's going to be named off 
basically from this point on through the rest of the chapter. I'm just going to read through them and um, I'll only stop at the things that stand out to me or that I feel should point out to you. Because um, otherwise you really just need one of those Old Testament maps, like I said, to get an idea of what's being laid out here. So starting with the that land, verse 12, their border on the north side began at the Jordan and the border went up to the side of Jericho on the north and went up through the mountains westward. It ended at the wilderness of Beth Aven. The border went over from there toward Luz to the side of Luz, which is Bethel, southward, and the border descended to Adaroth Adar near the hill that lies on the south side of Lower Beth Horon. Then the border extended around the west side to the south from the hill that lies before Beth Horon southward, and it ended at Kerjath Baal, which is Kerjath Jerim, a city of the children of Judah. This was the west side. The south side began at the end of Kerjath Jerim, and the border extended on the west, west and went out to the spring of the waters of Nephtua. Then the border came down to the end of the mountain that lies before the valley of the son of Hinnom, which is in, which is in the valley of the Rephaim on the north, descended to the valley of Hinnom to the side of the Jebusite city on the south and descended to Enrogel. So the son of Hinnom, valley of the son of Hinnom, valley of Rephaim is referring to giants. That's what Rephaim um, is a reference to. And when it says the Jebusite city, it's talking about Jerusalem. Verse 17, the same modern day Jerusalem. Verse 17, and it went around from the north, went out to En Shemesh, and extended toward Gileoth, which is before the ascent of Adumim, and descended to the stone of Bohan, the son of Reuben. And like we mentioned before, Reuben is the one who um, uh, had sex with their uh, his father's one of his father's wives. So that debunks the Bible thumpers of modern times that say that marriage is supposed to be one man and one woman. Because his father had several wives, wasn't condemned by God at all. And now the incest that Reuben committed with his father's wife, one of his father's wives, almost certainly an enslaved woman, was that wife. Um, he had sex with her, and it wasn't condemned then also either. But then later on, incest of that kind was condemned. So that just points out one more inconsistency in the um, character of what they're identifying as their Lord. Verse 18, then it passed along toward the north side of Arabah and went down to Arabah. And the border passed along to the north side of ben Beth Hagla. Then the border ended at the North Bay at the Salt Sea at the south end of the Jordan. This was the southern boundary. So that's um, where it says the Jordan. It's talking about the Jordan River. The Salt Sea is the Dead Sea. Um, and um, so it gives you an idea that it says the southern area. And it even lets you know there. It's, that's the southern boundary. Verse 20. The Jordan was its border on the east side. This was the inheritance of the children of Benjamin. According to its boundaries all around. According to their families. Now, the cities of the tribe of the children of Benjamin, according to their families, were Jericho, Beth Hagla, Emek, Kiziz, Beth Araba, Zimaram, Bethel, Avim, Para, Ophrah, Shef, Shifra, Shifar, excuse me, Shifar, Harmony, 
Hafni and Gaba, 12 cities with their villages. Sorry, my neighbor has a motorcycle and he likes to rev the engine sometimes. Gibeon, Rama, Biroth, Mizpah, Shafira, Mazra, Rechem, Erpil, Tarala, Zila, Eleph, Jebus, which is Jerusalem, Gibeoth, and Kerjath, 14 cities with their villages. This was the inheritance of the children of Benjamin according to their families. So it's laid out again the boundaries of the different territories allotted to the tribes um, by their father's houses. That's what this chapter was about. And I say was because that was the last verse in this chapter. So that's where we'll end this reading. Just in time for my neighbor with the motorcycle. Thanks for reading along with me. God bless you. I appreciate you joining me for the Naked Truth and hope you'll join me again. Happy Labor Day. I'll see you next time. Peace be with you.